ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.cool. God damn it, my phone still isn't on! <laughs> we are here to talk about this past week in the WWE, which means we're talking about Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT, and of course, we are getting ever so closer to a very meh clash of champions. Oh, and you're burying the lead! HQ is about to happen, and we need to play it. All right, let's, let's quickly get through this introduction. I'm always joined, as always, by John. And we're joined, as always, by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's that cool. We are streaming live over at Mixler.com. No, we're not streaming at Mixler.com. Nope. Slide Zonecast. That's a thing that doesn't work on your computer anymore. Nope. But guess what does work on your computer, Owen? Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online, also somewhere on YouTube, apparently. But hey, watch it on Twitch, because we got a chat that's not filled with racists. It's been said full of uh, delete. That's fine. It, it should be filled with delete. And we're also playing a video game right now, so, you know, it works. Yeah, I've, I've got the sound. I, I will have the sound on, John. Do not have yours, or else it'll be echoey and bad. But, but I need to hear Scott! You can hear me! Hear it over me! Anyway, it's starting under a minute. Apparently, they're doing HQ right now, so... They are a half hour late? So we'll, see, we'll, see if actually, the... we'll see if it actually works. It's the game that's sweeping across the nation, Owen. It's, it's a phone <laughs> trivia game where you win actual money, so... I mean, Giant Bomb did it on their podcast, so... It's a fairly cool thing to do, so let's do did it. Did you hear that they announced the, uh, the release date of the Android edition? Uh, when? Next year? Christmas Day. Ooh, wow. All right, here we go. So we're going we're gonna to do this, and then uh, we're going to I'm going to be honest. Go. This is actually my favorite part of HQ. Yeah. Bye, bye, John. This is our preamble for the show. We're not doing uh, anything else. We're going to go into the news after this. I haven't done anything else but fucking play HQ and try and deal with my apartment in shambles and the fact that I have no money because I can't find someone to live with me. Well, you, you can win money That's right now. sharing, but whatever. Win money yeah, right exactly. now. Scott has a hammer! Oh my god, he's got a hammer. It's lagging. It is lagging so hard. This is I'm gonna nice. bring it back to wrestling here, Owen. What's up? Oh, here we go. Every time I see Scott, I think of Sami Zayn. Oh, why? Good evening. HQ Jackmans, HQ Hefners, HQ Grants, HQ... Did he just call us HQ Hefners? Yep. That's, I don't like that. Me either. It is still Wednesday, my dudes. It's still Wednesday, apparently. Alright, referencing the hump to dance off the bat, and I like it. This is, this is such a dumb idea we're doing. This is the worst idea we're doing, but I'm into it. We can talk about wrestling news while we do it. No, we gotta focus, because we're gonna get after like a few questions anyway. And into your brain, wherever you are around the world. Shout out to those playing down under, where it's like noon, afternoon <coughs> tomorrow. What's the future like, Australia? The future, man. Should I wear shades? The future sucks. Shout out to all 290,000 plus of you, including Jesse Brett, Jocelyn, Nikita, celebrating her 21st birthday. Your turn. We have so many exciting new timers in the game tonight. One day he'll say Abby from Brooklyn. One day. Is this your first time playing? He was on Waypoint, and he, he's aware of Abby from Brooklyn. Is he? Yes. And he said, yes, I know Abby from Brooklyn says hi. 
We are gonna ask 12 questions. We should get Scott on this show. Talk about wrestling. Ten seconds to sure. Let me tell that we have him on the show right now. <laughs> in the next round, if you make it to the end, you win that prize. And like I said, that prize is one thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. What? You could buy a couple of chocolate fountains and open your own golden corral with that kind of cash. Why do I have buffet? I don't think I can actually buy a golden corral franchise with a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't think so. With lamb vindaloo and sag paneer. All I'll say is, this is what I was nice of you. Damn, Scott. You're making me hungry. Fake Sammy Zane. Is, your phone is this what Sammy Zane's going to be doing when he gets fired by uh, Shane? Yeah, for stupid storyline reasons. This is this is Sammy. Don't neglect your plants, folks. We're about to do this for real, for real. For real. We're gonna have ourselves for real, for real. On the podcast, let's go. Nitty gritty. Let's get this show on the road. Cumero numero uno. What do you call the low area of land between two hills or mountains? Valley. Valley? Evil lair? I mean, come on. It's clearly an evil lair. I mean, you could pick it. That low area of land between... I can't wait to see how many people pick Peninsula. Your hills, it's, it's the best. It's the best part about HQ. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley low. No, valley. why is it lagging for me? Peaks and valleys. Valley but whatever. Two thousand one hundred forty-two people think it's a. If you got this one right, okay, there's seven hundred seventy-nine people that picked Evil Lair. Are evil. Do they just not know, or? Hey, I, I've picked wrong answers on purpose before. We have two hundred nineteen thousand eight hundred eight valley girls and boys. Why is that? It was a uh, which multi sport city does not have an NHL team? I picked Toronto because fuck the Maple Leafs. <laughs> uh, Gee, I wonder, what are the Arctic Monkeys, Owen? British indie rock band, obviously. Are they penguins with fingers? <laughs> They're obviously penguins <laughs> with fingers. Penguins with fingers is really good, actually. <laughs> you should have picked that. <laughs> no, because I know what they are! What if I told you that they crashed onto the music scene in the mid-aughts? With shocking accents I mean, if the penguins with fingers, you could play a guitar. They should have more songs in rock band than Are You Mine? Like about John, on the dance a lot of people said they were penguins with fingers. I'm just saying, John, penguins with fingers can play guitars. 2,226 fluorescent adolescents. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. Here we go. There was an LCD sound system question earlier today. Hold on. Jump in the famous typist's test phrase, the giant lion, lazy dog, or the pink elephant. I think it's got to be the pink elephant. The quick brown fox. Lazy dog. What? What? What is this? This fox is a uh, jumping. Likes to jump. Likes to jump. Hey, Alan, what does the fox say? It jumps over. He says, "I'm Scott, and welcome to HQ. This is a big video game where money's and money." No. players familiar with typing class. It's a pangram. It's a pangram. It's a phrase containing. Yes, I'm aware of Lorem Ipsum, sir. And yep. Displays. Hey, displays. hey oh. We're still in this, question. by the way. We, we are. In the game. They're on Q4. Which of these ingredients is not typically used in making sourdough bread? Uh, what is milk, it? Flour or salt? I'm gonna say milk. I'm gonna say milk as well. Bakers, shout out to the bakers. Bakers dozen. Use salt in everything. If you don't add salt in your cooking, it's bland and you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's made with flour, water, salt, and a natural... Yeah, we got it right! Woo! 
Goddamn right. I made banana bread recently, and banana bread does not have milk. So I bought a gallon of milk and had no reason to use it because I don't typically drink milk. Whoops. We're smart. We lost 60,000 of you, however. Savage. That's not savage. No, I know. I've seen some savage questions in my day, sir. Salty. Yeah, let's get the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Cold pizza. What is cold pizza? I don't think cold pizza's a thing. I, you know, I would believe adults women have such a cold cold pizza. Man, also, I completely forgot Drawn Together existed. Yep. Just please don't sing the theme song. This is very good. I like this. I like this a lot. Alright. Who are not watching us. And so many mm. great episodes of laughs spelled L A. Also, of course, says the fox says the lead. Yeah, fair. Have you ever seen uh? Oh God, what's the uh? Standard or service? Service, maybe. Sim card. I'll go with service. I thought it was standard, but whatever. I don't know. It might be subscriber though. S in sim. It's not Sim City. It's not Sim Ant. Sim. Fuck you, it's Sim Ant! Yep. Module. It's technology that tells a service we, we lost. Fuck. Alright, well. Fuck you, Scott. I got five. Savage question. Savage. Savage. Yeah, you said it! Savage. Savage. And we're out. I'm done. Alright, let's, let's talk about wrestling news, I guess. Yep, alright, that, 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 that's our beginning part of the that show. Happened. Where we play that's... HQ and we all lose, so let's go yep. into wrestling news. Hey, John. Hey, Owen, here's some news. They released Puzzle Fighter. But that's not wrestling news. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Puzzle Fighter's bad. Don't... It's got microtransactions. It's everything has microtransactions now. Even Animal Crossing, I know. Have you ever met my friend Michael Transactions? Nope, he's not a friend of mine. Except I did put money into Animal Crossing because it's Animal. Yeah, that's, I was about to say that is not what I've heard, sir. Tom Nook drove a hard bargain. I Tom Nook's a bad it. man. He is a bad man. But John, let's get into wrestling news. Uh, the first bit of news we got is that, did you know that next week on the USA Network is WWE Week? I did, in fact, know this. Mm-hmm. And did you know that it'll be uh, four straight nights of WWE action? And then some, Say movie on, what? some movie on Saturday with The Rock? I don't know. Uh, that is Journey 2, the sequel to that movie with Brendan Fraser, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, why are they doing that? Because The Rock... I don't know. They have the rights to it. I don't know. Anyway, you know what the big part about this is? It if we start off Monday with Raw, as you do, as you do, then SmackDown Live, as you do, as you do. Wednesday at seven p.m. Going to be that tribute to the troops thing, right? No. Wait, seven p.m. Wednesday at seven p.m. NXT. Okay, first off. I, I actually thought that this was airing at 8. 
so I'm confused. No, it's it's airing at seven. Second of all, what? Yep, it's, it's starting at seven, and it's NXT on USA. So what the fuck's on today? I, I don't know. I just know that at seven, it's a one-hour special of NXT, which will include the matches that they built up on tonight's episode of NXT. All right, then. So it'll be next week's episode of NXT. Yes. Which, weird, they're going to put Aleister Black versus Adam Cole on USA. Baby. Baby. So, yeah, that's happening. So that gives us a little extra, you know, we might be able to broadcast heel turn early that week, then. Sure. Since it's going to be... If I'm if I'm correct on this, that it starts at 7, because that's what I believe is happening. I thought I read it started at 8, but, you know, I mean, it I, would... It would be very confusing for them to, you know, not put it on at the time they put on all their other wrestling shows, and we'll be putting on Tribute to the Troops the next day. Yeah, Thursday at 8 will be the two-hour Tribute to the Troops. I'm going to pull up the WWE website right now and uh, double-check my uh, work. And then Friday is Journey 2. I thought it was Saturday. Uh, I think it's Friday. Why would they skip a day? I don't know. Because maybe it's like day. Come on, man. WWE don't ever skip a day. You know this. Is every day's Rusev day? Mr. No Days Off. Wait, no. Now he's Mr. Every Day's Off. Yeah, he has no job. Mr. Unemployment. All right, here we go. I, I have the full schedule up now. So let's run through it. Monday is Raw. The Monday Night Rim Rams. At a, as usual, three-hour Raw. Tuesday, SmackDown starts at 8, it's two hours as always. Stomp down. Wednesday, one-hour NXT special, M&A for Full Sail University in Orlando at 7, 6 central. What? I was right, 7 o'clock. They really don't have anything at 8. USA probably has like other shit they have to air at 8. So whatever. What, like what? What the fuck does USA Chris have aside from best. fucking Mr. Robot? Chrisley knows best. According to Chrisley. The Chrisley Ultimate. I don't know. what Anything with Chris Chrisley in it. His name isn't Chris Chrisley. <laughs> I will that's, always that's... call him Chris Chrisley. That's his name forever. I don't it's Todd, care. It's, it's Todd Chrisley. I know it's but... Todd Chrisley. It, the, Do it, you though? <laughs> no. It's Chris Chrisley forever. That's what I'm always going to call him. Because it's, it's just alliteration, my friend. Thursday at 8 is Tribute to the Troops. And then Saturday is Journey 2. I told Why you it was the, on Saturday. Why the fuck would they put it on Saturday instead of Friday? Because people are... don't I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. Then again, WWE Week has never made any sense. Then again, Tribute to the Troops doesn't even really make that much sense either. Yeah. Like, you think if they're going to do a show that's a tribute to the troops, they'd, like, you know, do it in front of the troops or something? They're not. No, they're doing it in a naval base. Oh, they're doing it in a naval base this year? Yeah. It's... I don't know, man. Last couple of years, it was just like, hey, we filmed a bunch of shit before a random SmackDown. I don't know. All right. You... Boot camp. But, see, John, I was right on my WWE homework, and you questioned me and made me question everything. So, thanks a lot. I thought I knew my shit. And in fact, I did. Okay, good for you. USA is a bad network. That's my point. They do shit that doesn't make sense. It's, they're on my Comcast. No shit. 
Yeah, okay. I guess that is correct. Hey, John. What's up, Owen? Uh, yeah, so I, I have details about tribute to the troops. Okay. It was at a naval base in San Diego. And it was taped yesterday morning. What? It was taped on Tuesday morning. Okay. That's right. They had in, in the morning they aired, they taped a two-hour wrestling special at a naval base, and then the huh. SmackDown people had to go to the arena in San Diego and tape SmackDown that night. Huh? That's strange. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. You know what How else they is do weird? That? You know what else is weird? Machine Gun Kelly performed. That's not weird. No, no, it's weird as Kevin Owens was not there. God damn it! But, if you go on Facebook, Kevin Owens posted a video where he says, Oh, I wish I could have been there. We could have hung out. You know, just let me know next time you're around WWE. We can... Remember how much fun it was last time we hung out? I do. It was very good. Kevin Owens did a very good video. Actually, it was kind of bad last time they hung out. I mean, Not because of anything that happened. Everything that happened was fan-fucking-tastic. The problem that that was not good was when fucking Machine Gun Kelly no-sold the fucking hits that, that he took from Kevin Owens the next night at his fucking concert. Like a dick. Eh, you know. What can you do? Not hey, have him on your fucking wrestle show! Don't, he's... It's too bad. He was in that. He was good in that Nerve movie, so I'll give him that. He's a good actor, just not good at wrestling acting. Or if I'm gonna be honest, hip hop. Wow. Wow. Hey, John. Yes, Owen. I have one more bit of news, unless you got something. I got a couple things, but let's hear your news. Um. 205 Live is having a tour. <laughs> That's a thing. Who the fuck said cruiserweights are hot? Let's have them go on a tour by themselves. I'm sure that will sell tons of tickets. I'm very confused by this move. Is this just like, are they just looking for a way to fire everybody? I don't know. Anyway, the dates are, it's three straight days. Friday, January 19th through Sunday the 21st in Rhode Island, uh, Massachusetts, and uh, New York. It's uh, Kingston, Rhode Island, Lowell, Massachusetts, and Poughkeepsie, New York. It's, you know, three big, you know, hotbeds of wrestling action. In, in small venues, yeah. I don't know. what the, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. 30 miles outside of Boston. An hour and a half outside of New York City by the train. So, John, you gonna go? You know, honestly, I did have a thought of maybe I'd go to the Poughkeepsie one. Mm-hmm. Just because, why the fuck not? Maybe Hideo Tommy a... will be there and GTS somebody. I would assume so. I, I don't know. It would make sense to me that he would it's, be there. It's, it's just... The, it's the weekend before uh, Royal Rumble. Weird. I don't know. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but they're doing it. Uh, WWE did, for some reason. Why? I don't who? know. Probably for the same reason they think that 205 Live is a good idea. Who, Fuck who if made, I know. Who made this decision? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We don't even cover 205 Live on this show. It's so bad. 
I mean, Drew Gulak is doing things now, which I'm happy about, but I wish he was doing it on a place that I would watch. The cruiserweights are so bad that they're infecting and making worse other things on the show. Not to skip ahead to the next segment, but to skip ahead to the next segment for a little bit here. Save save it, because I've heard slight details about it, but I haven't heard, like, exactly what it is. So I want you... When we go about Raw, I want you to give me the full breakdown about what the fuck is going on with the I just... Uh... I know. But, Owen, before we do that, I actually do have some news. I have a question. Does it involve WWE? Um, yeah. One of them does. I have two stories. Okay, because if one of them's about a, a company involving an owl, I'm, I am not interested. <laughs> one of them is about a company involving an owl. I'm, I'm not interested in this news. But you, you can say it anyway. I mean, I don't care if you're interested in this news. I need you to explain it to me. So they hired two new people to run the company. Is this going to be the thing that fixes Impact? No. What the fuck? No, of course not. <laughs> Why? Why would you think anything will fix Impact? <laughs> I was just had to ask. They Owen. had Kurt Angle. And they had the Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff there. They had Jim Cornette there. They had Dutchman. T- I, I think he's still there. I don't know. I think Dutch might be gone. Probably. They've had all these people come in and n- nothing's changed. Dutch seems like the kind of guy that would have been there because he's Jarrett's boy. And now Jarrett doesn't have a job. Everything's fucked, John. But he does have a drinking problem. Don't we all? Yeah, I'm not one to judge. Anyway. <laughs> He'll turn. Yeah, that that happened. Do yeah. these people matter? Like, no, I, I looked I at can... that news. And I went, I don't give a fuck because, as you know, all my contacts with Anthem no longer are employed, so I can't help you with any information about them anymore. All right. Well, I am. I was just thought that maybe you'd heard of these people because their names and like have been around the block. Apparently, they're fine. They're not going to change anything because no, okay. no one will ever change anything there. Okay, then let's move on to the last thing then, Owen. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is talking like he's going to quit again. You think he's actually going to do it this time? You know why I didn't bring up this news? Because, because is this fuck Dolph Ziggler? No, because this news has come so many times. And you know what happens every time he talks about possibly quitting? He doesn't. He's too scared to. He's not going to. He's, it's not going to change. He's still going to stay with the company and still be mediocre and still just, you know, paint by numbers and not do anything interesting. So, he's getting a paycheck, so whatever. He's got a title he match make, now. He did make one interesting point in that interview, which is that, like, you know, as much as he's, like, he where he basically said, I, you know, as much as I get that, like, not, you know, sometimes people have to lose, and I'm the person that's in that role right now, and that's fine, whatever. Uh, but... You know, one of the things he said that I thought really was, you know, kind of fucking true is that he's had he's lost so many fucking times. He is so like the person that just doesn't win now that having him beat people, having people beat him doesn't matter. Like having him go, having people like, you know, their NXT calls go over him doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. like fucking Nakamura is a perfect example of this. Like, they tried to have it be like, you know, oh man, he's so great, he's so cool. Like, mm-hmm. he beat Dolph Ziggler. 
Yeah, but he was, beat Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I was going to bring that up when I was talking about SmackDown, but I'll talk about it now, is that Dolph Ziggler is at the point where like his whole story is supposed to be, oh, the fans are behind him, he's the underdog, he's got to keep working and working, and then eventually he'll finally win, grab that brass ring. But the problem is, it slipped through his fingers so many times that why would you invest in him? Because it's just going to be a failure, and if he does succeed, then what? Remember when he won the Intercontinental title from The Miz? And then nothing came of it? Yeah. It's like... Immediately lost it. Yeah, it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't with him. If he succeeds, so what? If he fails, of course he did. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, we've been through this road with Dolph, like, a million times before. Remember... Hey, here's a fun thing. Remember Harper's Intercontinental Championship run? No. I know it happened, but I don't remember the run. It's a thing that happened. He held the belt for a month because he beat Dolph Ziggler. Yep. And you know who beat him for the title? Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler at the very next pay-per-view. Actually, that was the thing was he didn't even win it at a pay-per-view. He won it uh, or uh, Harper won it like on a raw the night after the pay-per-view. Weird. Yeah, so this Dolph Ziggler news, I'm just thinking, whatever, who cares? Here's what I'm thinking. Dolph, you should quit. I mean, I said that last time we were talking about this. I said, yeah, you should quit because you could do so much better instead of wasting time on my TV, but here he still is. Except I have a different take from that because last time we were like, oh, Dolph could be doing so much better. Dolph could be doing great work. Like, he could be he could be a champion elsewhere. Like, now I'm just at the point where it's like, no, Dolph is nothing. Dolph's no, useless. My, 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 my thought was he should go do terrible stand-up where I will not have to see him anymore. Oh, sure. That's, yeah, fine. Yep. So that's it. I, that's all I got for wrestling news. Do you have anything? I mean, those were my news bits. The, the owl people are doing things. Fuck them. Dolph should probably do something, and by something I mean fuck off. That 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 NXT on USA should be good. Alistair and, Black versus sure. Cole Bebe, and also Ember Moon against uh, Peyton Royce. Yeah, sign me up. Sure. But John, time to move on to the next segment. Tell me about Monday Night Raw. All right, let's just get let's just get to it because I, I brought it up. We need to talk about it. What's up? Wait, what? What the fuck are they doing to Nia Jax? Why? Why the fuck? I, I the didn't fuck? see anything about this. All I heard is something involving the cruiserweights, and I—that's all I heard. I did not watch it all this week. They're building a romance angle between her and Enzo. Sure. Why? Why? Why are you? Why? Why are you tainting Nia with this bullshit? Why? Why Tainting him? King Naya. That's that's a good one. Fuck you! I like her. Yeah, but see, here's the problem, John. Snowing most girls. But John, here's here's my question, Naya. What is her role in the women's division? Is she the big unstoppable monster? No, but she should be. No, because they have Oscar. The role but is the, the big monster. <sighs> In the Bruins division is already taken by Asuka, so what does she have? 
No, those are two different things. Like, Asuka... Asuka is not that big monster character, nor should she be. That's never what she was. And, like, it's cool that she's not. The problem is that they don't have anything for Naya other than this. And it's like, why? Why, though? Because it works so well with Santino and Beth Phoenix. I mean, frankly, the thing is that, like... I'm, I'm not joking about that. That actually was really good. All right, if you say so. I mean, I mean you, I, for me, it just comes it down to... Like, I think it goes to a bigger question of, what the fuck is even going on in the women's division? I could say that for the SmackDown women's division, and I still don't have answers. Yeah, that's the thing, is you probably I mean, at could. least you have Absolution, which is fine... Uh, that's the thing is that like I feel like and I guess this is the problem that applies to the entire show which we'll get to in a a second here Uh but like I kind of just don't get what the fuck's up a page like what is her deal she's back and she's angry because she started the the WWE evolution or whatever and now she's got these two lackeys some say that Paige started the women's revolution but I, I guess the thing that, like, kind of... The the issue that I have with the storyline and everything keep going on here mm-hmm. is that, like, you know, as much as she's got the chip on her shoulder and everything and, like, has a reason to be pissed off at all these people or, like, you know, pissed off at the company and, like, you know, maybe, like, wanting to take it out in a, a way that is very harsh and heelish, like, for one, I don't feel like she's really doing that, like... She's not doing any, like, super heel things, aside from just, like, having her lackeys jump people. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, we're in a place in wrestling where that just happens fucking all the time anyway. And heels jump faces, faces jump heels, nothing is true, everything is permitted, so whatever. Like, I feel like you need to actually have more of a character for it to work for me. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I feel like the problem is that, like, she doesn't have history with any of these people. Like, all of the people that she really had history with are, are fucking gone. Like, th- look at the top people that are were here. Like, you know, okay, she's got, I guess you could look at Foxy, but, like, doesn't really have, it's not like Foxy fucking matters. No, the two I, big people that she had stuff beef with was Emma, who's yep. no longer with the company, and AJ, who hasn't been no the longer with the company, hasn't been part of the company in a decade now. Yeah, like, Sasha, you know, like, Mickey James was gone when she came in back, mm-hmm. or, like, when Paige was there. Like, Alexa Bliss, Sasha, Bailey, like, all of these people were before her time, to- like, you know, came after her in NXT. Yeah. Like, you know, some of them, clearly they were contemporaries. Like, you know, clearly fucking Sasha and Bailey had been there for a while, and, like, were that was when they were still not really developed characters and were kind of just, like, enhancement talent. Right. Especially Bailey, but like they weren't contemporaries for the most part. Like Paige did her thing, and then in a lot of ways, Paige doing her thing is the thing that made them able to really shine and do their thing. But like, I don't buy the whole tension here because it's not like why the fuck should Paige care about these people? Like, no, because she's trying to take back her territory. I guess and but all these like, new people like she, it's her house. She the you know she left for a while. She abandoned for a while. These people are squatting in her house. 
Like, get the fuck out of my house. I guess, but it also just seems like a weird motivation. Uh, well, you know, to be fair, everything is weird because of motivations in the women's division. Like, yeah, remember true. the whole Mickey Jane's Alexa Bliss stuff? That she's old? You're old! <laughs> See, those two aren't contemporaries either, so, you know, it's weird. Nothing makes sense. The only I mean, story least... that actually, like, would be interesting is Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, and they just glossed over that. They sure did. Man, they sure did. Uh-huh. That could have been a pay-per-view match, but we didn't get that. Nope. It's... I don't get it. And when we get when we talk about SmackDown, I, that's a whole different can of worms. It is just a nightmare over there. Yeah, I, I've seen... Pardon me. I've seen a little bit of what's going on in SmackDown, and... Yeah, what the what the Don't fuck worry. is up with the Riot Squad? Don't worry, I, I I have a whole conversation about them when we get to SmackDown. Like, I'm not crazy about Absolution, and I'm definitely not crazy about, like, this weird teasing out, oh, we're gonna go after Asuka, no, I guess not. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, why? I'm more interested in what Absolution's doing than the Riot Squad, and that's not ju- that's not just because I don't like Liv Morgan. It's just part of it, but not really. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is Absolution... Also, let's let's be fair here. Absolution has, like, actually good talents. It has Paige, who, regardless of, you know, the fact that Paige has taken some... Her reputation has taken some hits for reasons that have nothing really to do with her te- character or her wrestling ability, but, uh, you know, kind of understandable. Yeah. As I put it in about last night, which you can read over at ProWrestling.Cool about SmackDown, I said that the thing about Absolution is that they have a veteran in command in Paige, which is weird to say she's a veteran, but she is now. Whereas with the Riot Squad, it's just a bunch of... All, all of them are rookies, and, you know, putting Ruby Riot in that leader role, she's totally not prepared for that. And people don't have a connection enough with her with that. And also, Paige's wrestling? Still fine. Yeah, it, it's crazy. She, she had that 15-minute match with Sasha Banks as her first match back, and she was great. Yeah. What ring rust? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I think that they're... Like, Paige coming back has definitely shown me that, like, you know, she was kind of... I, I'm not gonna say... Th- I'm not going to to make the comparison, but I am going to make the comparison and then immediately walk it back. I feel like she's a little bit of, you know, in that AJ Lee model of like, she's she's good. Don't get me wrong, but she's also it's compared to what we were getting before that. She's good, like compared to the people that are, you know, there now, like maybe less so. I, I definitely think that Paige much more than, than AJ probably could. Like, Paige still definitely hangs and looks very talented. But, I mean, you know, for me personally, she's no Sasha. Mm-hmm. She's no, she no Bliss. Well, no, she's a she's Bliss. Okay, Maybe not cool. in character, but, you know. Right. I'm getting off topic here, which is that Paige is still pretty good. But, and Sonya Deville, also very good. And that Mandy Rose exists. She's got a good character if they'd let her actually play it more. I guess. She still needs to work in the ring, though. But, yeah. And as we saw in NXT, Sonya Deville definitely got it going on in the ring. 
Oh yeah, no, she's she's great. She's her the role that they have her in, like she nails that shit down perfect. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people over in the Riot Squad, we'll talk about that later. All right then. Well, before we talk about that, let's talk about the fact that I hate the shield now. What? How? But the the big dog. The Rom Dog, I know, right? Everyone loves the Rom Dog. He's got the belt. I feel like I should have seen this coming, Owen. What, that they're I... all shitty faces now? No, not even that. As much as just, like, the fact that the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion was all just in service of ro- making Roman Reigns look good. Make Roman like, look strong? It's It's all a, you know... Seth and Dean are there to make Roman look good hold, hold and make on. him look strong. Hold on a second. So you're telling me that you fell for the whole thing of, yeah, we're going to put Roman Reigns next to someone who's popular to make you cheer Roman Reigns. No, because I didn't cheer Roman Reigns, but I did, I will be honest, I did maybe expect them to have the shield be characters and do things a little more than they're currently doing where instead it just seems like they're there to be in service of Roman Reigns' storyline. See, I I, I was, John, I was making that comparison because if you remember at the 2015 Royal Rumble, they brought the rock in to be with Roman Reigns to make him look. Oh, I remember. Oh yeah, I know. And then we cheered for a split second and went, wait, fuck you. We hate Roman Reigns. So you're having that moment right now. Go, yeah, the ship. Oh, wait a minute. No, fuck them. Like, it, and it would be one thing if it was just like, oh, yeah, with this moment. Oh, I see what you're doing. But like, you know, they had that brief thing of like, oh, man, the shield's back together, everything. And then it just feels like they pulled the tr- once they pulled the trigger on Roman Reigns as Grand Slam champion. Now just the entire thing is about Roman Reigns. And now we have fucking like show opening storylines of just fucking Roman Reigns doing shit with Jason Jordan, and I, I... So what do you feel about the Jason Jordan thing, by the way? I think I'm into it. I... Yeah, that's the thing, is like... I, I really hope it's going somewhere, because I'm very confused about it, and worried that well, maybe you, it's what not. Are you, what are you confused about? It just seems like they never... They still never really acknowledge the fact that, like, the entire storyline is Jason Jordan saying that he doesn't want special privileges because he's Kurt Angle's son and then getting special privileges That's, because he's Kurt I mean, Angle's son. That is son. the story. They're, they are addressing it. But didn't you see the best segment where he said, he kept saying, oh, give me an opportunity. I want an opportunity. And then Kurt Angle going, well, I don't want people to think I'm playing favorites, but you're going to get it anyway because you're my son. Uh. Yeah. And the crowd hating it. Because they, they can see what you're doing. They're doing it blatantly. It's great. And eventually yeah. dad's going to say no. And then he's going to throw a temper tantrum and beat up his dad. Okay. I mean, I just... And then he's going to side with Triple H. who will give him what he wants. I don't know about that one. He's going to sell up. I think it might be off board now. You know, you know, you know the authority's coming back. God damn it, no. Always. No. Leave me alone. Hey, John, I've got my own authority over on SmackDown for Bruins, so don't worry. 
Yeah, I know. It's it's terrible. Everything is terrible. Oh now. no, it's it's. It, I love it. Well, you're a bad person. Mm. Well, I, I mean, it's Roman Reigns a bad person too, though. And that's what really matters, is that fuck Roman Reigns and fuck this whole bullshit of Rollins and Ambrose are having a goddamn match, and then it's ruined, they lose because of fucking Roman Reigns' feud. Yeah, they're they're really benefiting from this, aren't they? Yeah, it's so great. They're benefiting from being a sideshow for fucking Roman Reigns' issues with Samoa Joe. Well, to be fair... Samoa Joe's going to kill you and all your loved ones. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying it like I'm not down with Samoa Joe killing everybody. I love Samoa Joe. Like, having a fucking huge Intercontinental Championship feud between the fucking Rom Dog and the Immortan Joe. Like, well, let's do it. That's great. Hey, hey John. I want Joe to win that title. Hey, John. Can we talk about him trucking Jason Jordan? Yes. That was extremely good. That was extremely good. I... I Samojo's great. And and that LA crowd was very much into Joe. Oh yeah. But yeah. It was a hot crowd. Very hot crowd. Good job, LA. Speaking of hot crowds, do you see this video that's going around the internet from There's when the WWE of... was in the Brighton? What? No, what? This Elias singing Wonderwall. What? It's pretty good. Did did he actually sing it? He and the crowd sang a verse, and then he came up with his own verse about how Brighton is a shithole. Yeah! Oh, Brighton was, they were upset about it, unsurprisingly. Was the Drifter Garage with him? Uh, no, it's sort of. It was him, it was Bo Dallas was there, and instead of uh, Curse Axel, he had um, uh, the club. Sure. Why not? Good brothers. They, Gals they, and they, they suck, but sure. Were they you know what on? else sucks, Owen? Was the, were the Good Brothers even on Raw this week? No. Of course not. But what were you going to say, John? Elias was on Raw this week, but I don't want to talk about that. Fair enough. Fucking Rom Dog. Or not Rom. Bing, fucking Kane Bing versus Bing Bong. John? Hey, that's going to be the fucking big part of a goddamn WWE week next week, though. So get hype. John? Yes? Did you know something during the promo? What am I supposed to... With Kane on the video board? What's that, Owen? Remember how last week I said, oh, he got his throat crush, he should have a voice box. Yeah? He started the promo with his hand up to his throat like he was going to talk with the voice box, but then he put it down because fuck me. Yep, fuck you. That He did that on purpose, and I am very upset about it. How dare he? What the voice box? Because fuck you. Kane, Kane joins with Bray Wyatt and he tosses the voice box. It'd be great. He gets to cut a Bray Wyatt promo with the voice box. Let's go. Let's not and say we did. Fine. But instead, we could talk about the other promo that happened this week involving Brett Wyatt. This was about... great. Don't don't you mumble through this. This was a great segment. I'm of two minds on it. John, this is what you've wanted. 
So let me explain. Okay. This is what I wanted. It's, they it, have broken or woken Matt Hardy. And he's, he's got the robe. He's, he's got, got the robe. Crazy hair. He's got the accent. He's got the he's accent. Got He's got the the I'm a fucking evil spirit vessel that has been alive for millennia, and I have taken over Matt Hardy's body. Yeah, or rather, like I just Matthew he Hardy. is my vessel. Yes, the Pyramid of Giza. Come on, man, say it right. The Pyramid of Giza. John, did did you notice that every time the they cut to Bray Wyatt, the crowd was dead silent, and then every time they cut the mat, it was a huge pop? Yeah. Th- this shit's working. They did it. Of course it. I'm not saying it's not working. And so I'm what's not the saying problem? That... So here's the comparison I would make. In a lot of ways, this reminds me of a certain other long-haired weirdo that's got a fu- funny accent that's been in the news lately. Okay. Of course, talking about Tommy Wiseau. Oh, hi, doggy. So, the comparison that I would make and have made in a unfinished column that I really need to finish writing, yeah, but you it's should, hard. you should do that, John. It's like it's your job. Look, man. You also have another thing to write that you should get done this week for our Patreon subscribers. That's going to be something, all right. Anyway, the point so, being So you'll here, actually enjoy writing that, but yes. Impact Wrestling... The, the delete, final deletion and all that stuff in Impact Wrestling is like the room. It's terrible. It's poorly acted. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. The special effects are fucking bad. It's so good. It's, it's so wonderful. And part of what makes it so wonderful is, like, as much as, you know, you can get the sense that, like... In a lot of ways, the Hardys know that this is kind of dumb and, like, they're doing it to amuse himself. It's so fucking sincere. Like, basically, almost 95% of everything that's going on in all of that TNA shit is basically just evidence of how much... uh, It's all just things that they think are cool shit. Like... It's all just, like, them being fucking weird and saying, like, wouldn't this be a fun thing if we did it and doing it? This promo, in a lot of ways, reminded me of his Hulu series, The Neighbors. It's got its moments. It's still very enjoyable. But I feel like they understand too much why people like this. Like, mm. this is a post-in-on-the-joke version of the Broken Universe. In a lot of ways, like how The Neighbors was Tommy Wiseau being in-on-the-joke of people like him because he's amateurish and terrible. So, here's something that's really amateurish and terrible, but it, and it's, you know, again, it's got its moments and it's fun, but it doesn't have the same feel. And I'm not willing to write off write this off yet. I'm not willing to say that, like, Woken Matt Hardy is is gonna be like that at all. But, especially in the end of that segment, where he's just doing that weird fucking goofy laugh that is, like, so impossible to take seriously. And I, I say that as someone that knows that, like, fucking, there are so many moments in Deleter Decay, and Final Deletion, and Total Nonstop Deletion especially, that are impossible to take seriously. But it doesn't feel the same. It feels like a different kind of of 
not taking it seriously. It feels like they're not taking it seriously either, and that worries me. See, John, this, I I have no idea where you're getting this stuff from. This this doesn't sound right at all. Because if you if you don't think that weird part of him laughing and go yes at the end is like, like a being trying to be a parody of itself or be like a too over top version of itself, it's not. It's exactly what it was in TNA. Like this, watch this promo. This is exactly what the broken universe stuff was. It's just it's on with a better camera. Like that's that's the only difference. Like he. I felt like that was this was not scripted by WWE at all. This was Matt Hardy having full control of this character, being able to. Do I'm not this. saying it like he doesn't have full control. I'm saying it like it's just. I, I worry that maybe he's a little bit too in on the joke now. I don't think so. I don't think so because I feel again. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm writing it off. I'm not saying like, oh, this is definitely how it is. It's just I got. I got a twinge of that worry when when watching parts of it. I, I didn't because I. I feel like this is the first step of introducing this character. To a WWE audience, and then slowly you're gonna see everything else coming in. You're gonna see Vanguard One showing up. You're gonna see Senor Benjamin. You might even see King Maxwell. And then we're gonna get the weird pro. Then eventually we're gonna get to the Hardy Compound. And it's gonna it's it's all just gonna slowly ease in, and then it's gonna feel like it did before. Just it's gonna be new stories, and it, and I feel like as long as they give Matt full control of it, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, that's fair. It's just him having new toys to play with. And by that I mean a bigger budget, and then also some new wrestlers. So before I, I have faith in this, I am going to go in, you know, confident, and stay positive, and hope that it gets incredible. Because did you not see the video that Matt Hardy posted on uh, YouTube last week? I did, but again, like that's YouTube. It's not, know, but Senor Benjamin was there, and he said, you know, and he got him his Rojo coat, which he wore on I'm, Raw. I'm aware. So I feel like that was a canonical video, and we're going to start getting into some really weird shit. And I can't wait. Just have some faith, man. Stop being, no, don't be it's pessimistic. Raw. Don't be pessimistic about all wrestling. It's Raw! John, as a SmackDown editor, I am trying to be positive about something on Raw. So, so give have some faith. Come on, let's go. No, they have to prove themselves. That's the point. They have no fucking goodwill. They have burned all of their goodwill from like fucking two years of pissing me off. Okay. Well, I don't think Matt's burned burned you before. That doesn't mean that I trust the company to do right by him. We'll, we'll see what happens. I feel like having him be able to cut a full promo gave me a lot of faith because I'm like, this was exactly what we wanted. Now let's let's just keep it rolling. Don't don't change it. Just keep going. And as Core puts in the chat, delete, 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 delete. That's true. So there you go. I can't argue with that at all. Anything else about Monday Night Raw? Other shit happened. I, I see that. You wrote that in the notes. Define other shit. Nah. That's it? I mean, I could... You really want me to, like, give you... You really want to play its raw, do you care? We could do it, but... If you want to, I, honestly, I don't give a shit. No, man. What a, 
We talked about the stuff I care about. Like, oh, we could talk about... Uh, uh, well, okay, I mean, you. I know you'll care that Drew Gulak won a match. Yeah, Drew Gulak's gonna lose the match to get a title shot. He sure is! I, I, like, I like Drew Gulak. You sure gonna lose that match? I know. I know. Finn Balor fought Bo Dallas. That also happened. Nope. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck Finn Balor. I can't believe I can't believe he's gotten to that point now. But fuck Finn Balor. He's extraordinary. I mean, he is. That's the thing. Finn Balor's still fucking cool as shit. Just doesn't do anything. No. I mean, it's kind of the problem with this entire show, though. Nobody does anything. Like, shit just kind of happens. I have a question. What's, uh, what's Brother Nero's uh, other personality where he dresses up in all the paint and weird shit? He's injured, remember? No, I'm talking about what's the name of that other character. Oh, Willow? Yeah. When he comes back, the only thing I'm interested in is Willow versus the demon. I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think they will... Anyone will ever acknowledge Willow ever again. John, if he gets thrown into the, the, you know, the pond of reincarnation, it could happen. Someone online joked the best thing is what if they had the, uh, the, you know, the pond of reincarnation throw Bray Wyatt in and he comes out as Husky Harris. It's fucked up. <laughs> I know, but I'd be way into it. You know, he's, he's a tank with a Ferrari engine. Husky Harris is all right. Sure, sure, sure he is. What's wrong with Husky Harris? He'll come out of the pond wearing a Nexus armband. Remember the Nexus? Uh, yeah, I do. Bad times. Because no, John Cena, they're fine until John Cena you know all of them. John Cena. That was the whole story. Was John Cena. That, yeah. That was always their story. I mean, let's be fair, though. This is WWE. It's every story. <clears throat> not, not anymore. He's busy on being an animated bull. And still, though, there was a time where that was every story. Fair. Every. Single. Story. John, are you done about Raw? It's, it's bad show. I thought it was fine this week. In general, though, do you want you want you want to hear about the SmackDown Live? Not really, but you're going to tell me anyway. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that you know you know what Tuesday was. You know what Tuesday was. Tuesday night Titan. Nope. It was Rusev Day. It's an everyday Rusev Day. Yes, every day is Rusev Day. And. Ain English came out with him, and he started singing the 12 Days of Rusev. As he do. And part of it was the second day was two Rusev Day t-shirts, which are now available on WWE Shop. And Rusev is very excited about it, and so was the crowd. The crowd popped for that shirt and chanted for Rusev Day. Rusev and Ain English are so over. It's amazing. 
Rusev's over. Be excited. I I like Rusev. Rusev's great. Do you know what's not great? What's that, they, Owen? They had to fight the New Day. Why is that not great? Because the New Day are so good. And they beat everybody. Remember they beat uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, so they got inserted into the uh, the tie title match at Clash of Champions? Yeah. So now it's a triple threat tag team match for the tag belts. So now they're going to beat Aiden English and Rusev to gain momentum. No, they're not. Being over. What? No, no, they're not. Why would you say that? Because Rusev is cool. Also, the new day have giant pancakes. Because they had the box of bootios and they dumped out a giant pancake that hit a kid in the face and it was great. Oh, and this bit sucks. I already know that Rusev and A in English won. Yes, but I do have to tell you something that Corey Graves said during the match, and you know what it is? What's that? He gave us a real true fact, 100% true fact, that 12% of all males born in Bulgaria in 2017 were named Rusev. Did you know that? Is that actually true? Or is he just <laughs> fucking with us? Because I'm Corey Graves. I'm... Okay, so, so he is just fucking with us. Cool. Of course it is. It's Corey Graves. He's always fucking with us. Point is, Rusev... I kind of believe it. I don't know. Well, why don't you look it up? Do do your, do your homework. I I don't know. Um, I'm good. Point is, Rusev kicked Kofi Kingston in the back of the head and pinned him. Rusev and in English one. Good. Fuck Kofi. And now the match at Clash of Champions is a fatal four-way tag team match. All right, Are then. you excited for Rusev to win the tag belts? No, because it's not going to happen. But it might! Come on! It's an honor to get nominated. But you know what the crazy thing is, though, John, is how does a fatal four-way tag team match work? Because remember, we saw one at SummerSlam a couple years ago. Uh, it's one where the only two teams are in the ring and like the you can tag two, anyone in, right? Yeah, two, two people are in and then you can tag anyone. That is not the stipulation for this one. Oh? Because they specifically said how it's going to work is it's going to be four people in the ring, one from each team, and you can only tag in your own team. You know, that probably makes a lot more sense. That seems chaotic and I'm way into it. How is the referee going to be able to maintain who's tagging who and who's who's active in the match? Maybe they'll do the two-referee gimmick again. That'd, that'd be fine. That would actually make sense in this match. I'm looking forward to it. This, is, uh, this match is going to be pure chaos, and it's got a lot of great teams in it. And I can't wait for Rusev to pull out the upset and win the belt. What was that stupid fucking match where they did that recently? I think it was last year, but still, it was really dumb. Yeah, the, the stipulation where there was just two referees. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. I don't even Wait, it, was what? Some, it was some tag match with the uh, the Good Brothers. I don't remember. Yeah, like, why? Was it this year? I don't think it was this year. I think it was last... I think it was the end of last year. Okay, I was gonna say, like... I think it was last year's TLC. Okay, then it would have counted for uh, last year's awards. Because the cutout, the cutoff for our year end yep, awards is, is TLC. the last pay per view of the year. 
So, yeah, that's it. Speaking of tag teams, you know the Bludgeon Brothers are still a thing. Cool. They beat they beat some jobbers, and I, I and you know what I'm I don't care I'm I'm done complaining about their outfits. These guys are great. I love the Bludgeon Brothers. Keep keep them going. Are, are you not excited about the Bludgeon Brothers? Not really. It's it's Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. They're cool. Uh, no, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are dead. This is just Harper and Rowan, please. No, they they have their full names. Oh, they got their full names back? I mean, they never lost them. They were just Harper and Rowan for a little bit. No, they got their full names. It's fine. It, they're cool. Alright, well, that's not what the website said, but okay. Great, now I have to look this up. Thanks. Great. But uh, speaking of the Bludgeon Brothers, remember last week how they uh, killed the Hype Bros and then the Hype Bros imploded? Yeah, I'm aware of this. Well, Mojo Raleigh had a backstage interview. No, it's okay. No, this was really good. No, I'm good. John, he actually like justified why this shit's happening. Also, no, you, I'm cool. you know what's weird? I'm looking what's at the, I'm, I'm looking at the, the at the page for the uh, you know, superstars in WWE.com, and mm-hmm. before the, te- the NXT Tag Champions were just uh, er- Eric Young and uh, Alexander Wolf. They added Killian Dane to it now, so he's technically in the he's one of the champions now. Well, that's not going to last very long. What? John, you're right. They don't have... What? Yeah, dude. When did they lose their first names? I think last week. Well, they said their names this week, so I don't know. Well, Tom fucked up. Whatever. You're fucking up, Tom. Do your goddamn job, Tom. Wow. Leave Tom alone. What did he ever do to you? I feel like I have to give him shit because I listened to... Uh, our best of 2016 episode recently, and we were. V- I was very positive on Tom Phillips, so I feel like now I need to balance it out by being. No, but he's still Tom good. Phillips. Come on. I, I still feel like I should have made a stronger case for Paula Ring being nest- best non non in ring performer. Put out nominate this year, then let's go. This year wasn't he the short cage, or was that last? No, year? last year was the shark cage. That was like my whole thing for why I want him to win. I just kept yelling, "This is the fucking shark cage." Okay, you may have had a point there. That's why he was a runner-up. But John, back to the Mojo thing. He brought up. I'm a- mostly just upset because the one person who won last year is probably going to win this again this year. Y- y- who won last year? It was Corey. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Again, that's for another day. But it, honestly, I just can't even think. John, of let me tell is. you about this Mojo promo. Stop! No, don't! I'm gonna tell you, and you're gonna listen. No! He brought up a good point. Because remember that they were a tag team, and they were they won that tag title opportunity, and then Zack Ryder got injured. Yeah, I'm I'm fully aware. So they he told you they squandered that opportunity for them, and then. Mojo Raleigh went on as a singles competitor, and hey, he won the Andre Battle Royal. He was doing pretty freaking good by himself. And then Ryder came back, and now they're jobbing people again. So he said, clearly this is Ryder's fault, so fuck him. 
that's all, that's why he killed him, and he's dead forever. And now Mojo is an asshole heel singles competitor, and I'm into it because he wasn't like saying a bunch of catchphrases. He was just being very intense and very angry. And yeah, but it like, means we have to watch more Mojo. I I like Mojo. I don't have a problem with him. I don't. Why you have a problem with? Him. Because his singles run has always been bad and boring. Well, I want to. He just does the same shit over and over again. I want to see how he does in the mid card. I'm curious. And it's like, name a single person that has gotten something good out of winning the Andre Battle Royal. Um, sure did wonders for Baron Corbin. All right, I'll talk about the Baron Corbin thing. I mean, geez, or we could talk about the person that lost it this year, who, you know, I mean, that's another thing, is, like, the person that lost the Battle Royal, like, who, you know, got the fucking most out of it and became the fucking worst champion ever. Did So did he really win? Did, did he really, like, come out on top on that one? That's what I'm saying, is Mojo didn't come out on top. No, but I'm talking about Jinder. Like, he's the worst champion. That's not really a great thing. He was in a Yeah, he prison. came out on top because he was the WWE champion for fucking, like, five months. Yeah. The fact that I hate him, and most people hate him, doesn't change the fact that, like, they made him a fucking star or whatever. Yeah. Although, you know, as, as uh, our good friend Michael Hunt said on uh, his hot takes last week, yeah, they really fucked this up by uh, trying to, like, get a millions of dollars out of a country that doesn't have a lot of money or has huge wealth disparities. Mm-hmm. Those shows are, Fu- that house show is happening this weekend. We'll see how that goes. The fuck goes. were they thinking? I don't know, because they saw the words billion people and they thought, hey, why not? So you sell on volume. You don't sell on... uh, John, WWE makes mistakes. Yeah, everything they do! Including Baron Corbin, who I'm going to talk about now. Huzzah. Because over the weekend, along with that triple threat tag title match they announced, they also announced a triple threat for the US title. Between Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin, and for some reason Dolph Ziggler. I I don't... Why? We already talked about this earlier. No, but the the promo backstage, though, John. Where Bobby Roode and Barry Quirin were talking about the odds. They say... Bobby Roode said, you and I in the ring, we got a 50% chance. But then you add Dolph Ziggler to the equation, and then all of a sudden, your chances drop. They almost cut the Scott Snyder promo. It got extremely close to it. It was very good. In all the wrong ways. Like, for real, Bobby Roode almost started saying the Scott Snyder promo. But then Dolph Ziggler came in and ruined it. He's like, "Eh, actually, you guys have a 0% chance against me because you can't beat me. So the numbers don't lie, and it spells doom for you at Clash Champions. You can't beat me, even though both of you have beaten me several times. And, and literally everyone's beaten them. Even ignoring that, like... Jesus Christ, this was both of their first feuds in in the main roster. Yep. 
It, it's and then to make Baron, I completely forgot about this. This was Baron Corbin's first main roster feud. Uh-huh. It was Dolph fucking Ziggler. Yep, it sure was. Jesus Christ! And then John, we had a Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin singles match, non-title, on the show with Dolph Ziggler on commentary. You'll never guess what happened. I don't have to because I know what happened. I mean, you didn't have to see it to know that Dolph Ziggler came in and interfered. Yeah. Okay. Fucking, of course he did. I, uh, God, I wish they would do something with the U.S. title. It's killing me. Like, I a- wish they'd do something, too. Like, throw a- it off of a bridge. AJ Styles' whole run was squandered. Baron Corbin's run has been god-awful and continues to be. <sighs> Man. It just bumps Those- me out. I'm still really pissed off about that Kevin, those Kevin Owens matches. Yeah, I was, I was there for the worst one. And I was but even the, the best, best one wasn't that great. The best one was really good. Uh, the one with Jericho? Uh, it was good. Jericho. Also, I thought I thought you would have said the uh, the one that, that Shane refed. That one was good, too, but the Jericho one was better because it was clean. Also, I don't know if I'd call the one that Shane refed good, considering that, like, the entire thing was Shane is apparently made of glass. Yeah, it's great. It's after when you put on the ref shirt, you all of a sudden become fragile as shit. It's a curse. Anywho, uh, I got two more things to quickly talk about. One, which I said I was going to bring up, is the Riot Squad. Jesus Christ. Uh, they're so bad. They're not good on the mic because they had a segment backstage with all the women. You know, typical SmackDown women's division segment of everyone in Brian's office complaining. Everybody in the pool! Like, I I should be in the match with the class of champions. I should be in the match with the class of champions. I got a money in the bank briefcase that all of a sudden I now have a name for. Kurt Carmella is named her briefcase now, by the way. Why? Because its name is Frankie. No. Y- you know, y- you know why it's named Frankie, right? No. Because clearly, it's a tribute to Coco Beware. D- do you get that reference? No, I don't. Move on, John. The parody had his name was named Frankie. Now she has a briefcase that's named Frankie. It's weird. Anyway, the point is, the Riot Squad came in and interrupted... Shut up, I hate it! I mean, I I do too, but... Because they started talking, and... Oh, boy. Sarah Logan can't say words. Because I put a gif about it about last night where she's saying things, and Brian does a double take on... What? What are you even... What words are you using? None of this makes sense! The whole promo was Daniel Bryan being against people with tattoos and against blondes and people from the South. What? What? Exactly. What? How could she be against blondes when Charlotte's blonde and she's the champion? I, and Natalia's also blonde and fighting for the belt. What the? Ugh. It's terrible. And then he said, well, fine, everyone's in the pool now. It's a lumberjack match at Clash of Champions. Hey, 
Lumberjill match. No, please. they called it a Lumberjack match. They did not say Lumberjill, and the graphic also says Lumberjack. Well, that's just wrong. It should be the Lumberjill match. No, they, they've, they've stopped you know gendering it. It's now just Lumberjack. I, I, that's cool, cool by me. I don't care. I don't know. Something, I feel like lumberjack is an inherently gendered term, but I, I could be wrong on this. It's whatever. The one cool thing to come out of this was that later backstage, Natalia was talking with Tamina, Lana, and, uh, Carmella. And, uh, saying, hey, remember when we were the welcoming committee? That was a good time. We should welcome these new assholes who just arrived. No, it's okay. And then the Riot Squad showed up and they said more things and it upset me. It all resulted in a uh, Tamina versus Charlotte match with the welcoming committee around the outside to give you a preview of the Clash of Champions. Which ended with Tamina instantly tapping out to the figure eight and then the Riot Squad again with the fucking microphones talking again and being terrible and fighting. Ugh. Is I that- didn't think that Ruby was ready for a big stage when she was on NXT. She's not ready, and none of these people are ready. And yet they called her up. Because she has a look. That's- also, not to not to skip too far ahead, but okay, well, I guess we're going to skip a little bit ahead to NXT here. I don't like her new look. I don't like the long hair. I, 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 it's whatever. It didn't really change anything for me. I mean, for me, it's just like, you know, yeah, she's still got the, the one side of her head shaved, but like the long hair kind of makes her look like every other diva. I think that's, or, you know, every other women's wrestler rather. No, you were right the first time. Cause that's the way this thing, everything's becoming. Yeah. It does kind of feel like we're regressing back to diva ship. Like, uh-huh. and that's why maybe not in terms of match quality, Definitely in terms of writing quality. And, and that is why they had her grow her hair out to be like everyone else. Just like Bailey became like everyone else. All this is another thing I was listening to on the uh on the best of thing from last last year. I don't know why uh, you're how to that. Uh, you know, I just wanted to get in the right frame of mind for what's be- gonna be coming in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Wanted to listen to... Oh, actually, I didn't want to listen to myself being really depressed, because I forgot about that part! Yep, it's sure you sure were in a down mood, and not because of wrestling. No, there was other things going on in my life that really sucked. But anyway... Yes, um, please go on. One of the things that we talked about there is, like, you know, when we were talking about Best Surprise, and uh, you remember what one of the nominees was. No, Owen, no, what? That would be Bailey's debut on the Raw after SummerSlam. Yeah, that was pretty good, and now that was really fucking good. And we talked a lot about how Bailey, if they do her right, is going to be you know has the makings to be like the most important woman this company has ever seen. <laughs> and then the uh... thing that we said is, and they said if. Like, mistake was like, if they don't fuck it up, this is going to happen. To which they said, they're probably going to fuck it up, though. And they sure did. Uh, to which he was like, yeah, they're definitely going to fuck it up. And they did. And you know what? They did. 
I'm not even, I'm, I'm going to take you one step further. I'm actually, they, they went above and beyond my expectations. I did, I never imagined that they could fuck it up as, as badly as they have fucked it up. She may be a contender for worst female superstar and most egregious misuse of, uh, you know, person. I don't know if I'd, if I'd put her as worst female superstar, but she's definitely most egregious, a most egregious misuse of talent forerunner. Well, again, we, she might even win that category. <laughs> we will see when those podcasts go up at the end of the month. Because we will not have those conversations quite yet. But yeah, this. Also, you know what the problem is with the women's division on SmackDown right now? Everything. So here's the thing Becky Lynch is gone right now, Naomi is also out. Where's Naomi? She got she got injured last week during the attack. Oh. So she's taking time off, she might have an injury or something. I don't know. I have no, I don't have any information on that, but could be like Seamus's sabbatical to heel's neck where it's like, yeah. oh no, he's hurt. Oh wait, he's back the next week. <laughs> Alright. Maybe. But John, how many faces are in the women's division on SmackDown right now? Uh well let me think about this. Charlotte. Uh-huh. Becky and Naomi are currently There's gone. Charlotte. Uh-huh. And... There's Charlotte. Yep, Charlotte is the only face currently active on the SmackDown Women's Division. It's... <sighs> and as I have previously said on this podcast, I don't like Charlotte as a face. No, that's a problem. The, the face isn't even that great at being a face, so it's... It's a nightmare over here. It's real bad. And I, how many faces do you have? Is Mickey, James, and Dana Brooke now faces? Uh, no, no, I don't is, think Dana is Brooke a face. Yeah, I think Oscar's. I think the faces are uh, Bailey and Sasha. You know, regardless of then are how... they really? Yes, they they're, are. They're kind of like a gray area. The crowd doesn't no. The the fact that they're not working because they're they fucking shit the bed on them so many times. Like, Jesus Christ, speaking of fucking Dolph Ziggler, let's talk about Sasha goddamn Banks. She'll she'll be like, up for some awards. She's not that far gone yet, but she's getting there. Mm-hmm. Um You know, and then Bailey, like we said, is is fucking terrible. But they are definitely they are they are definitely faces. They are technically faces still. Uh, and then, yeah, Asuka and uh, Mick James. Hmm? I think Dana Brooke is a heel now, if for no other reason than because of the, the Asuka matches. Mm-hmm. Well, John, I have one more thing to talk about SmackDown. It's the most important thing. All right. It's the Sammy and Kevin show. All right. I mean, this... What? Got my problems with this. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I how I feel, and then you can enlighten me. Heels are right. I'm just gonna say it. No, the heels are right. No, that's the thing. That's what's so good about this. Is that the heels are totally right. Cause they they start off the show by going they Shane is a McMahon. McMahons are fucking assholes. Here are some examples. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan. What do they all have in common? Here's my problem with that. What? 
this is WWE in 2017. The McMahons always win. Yeah, they, they are winning. But that's the point is that they're comparing themselves to these people, and they're totally correct. The McMahon authority figure is put is just putting all these obstacles because fuck them because they won't. Sammy and Kevin won't fall in line with Shane's vision of SmackDown, so they had to be destroyed, and it's fucked up. And the best part is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are still coming out on top. You know, like, not cheating. They're playing within the rules that Shane's putting in front of them. Like, last week, Sami Zayn was barred from ringside. And as Sami Zayn pointed out at the beginning of the show, the top of the ramp is not ringside. So, technically, they played within the rules and still came out on top and outsmarted them. Then, then during the segment, Randy Orton decided to RKO Kevin Owens out of nowhere because he's a fucking pawn for Shane McMahon. Just like he used to be a pawn for Stephanie. That's what Randy Orton is. He's just a vessel that does the bidding of the McMahons. And then Shane came out and said, Guess what? Sami Zayn's going to fight Randy Orton tonight. Also, Kevin Owens is going to be ringside. But he's going to be handcuffed to the bottom rope. The best part of this, though, is that Kevin Owens was knocked out from the RKO. And they had a segment backstage later where Sami Zayn had to explain to Kevin Owens the stipulation. Because he was unconscious at the time. And he was very upset. Yeah, reasonably so. So he went to go talk to Danny Bryan and try to you know get out of this because this is a fucked up stipulation. And he comes back later and tells Sami that he talked to Bryan and Bryan said he'd think about it. Which could be a good thing or a bad thing. Guess what? It, it was not a good thing because he did not think about it. And had to force Kevin Owens to get into the handcuffs or else he would have to be suspended from WWE. So he did and they had the match. And guess what? Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are still smart. Guess what was under the ring? I don't know, Owen. What was under the ring? Do, do you actually know what it was? No, I don't. Bolt cutters. It's pretty good. Why not? He's got bolt cutters. He can break the. He's in the handcuffs. He can get out of them. Is also, that... I have an important update. What's up? The cat just jumped onto my lap. That's cool. So yeah, uh, Randy Orton stopped them from break breaking what all the, the internet people see the handcuffs. And then what happened was that Kevin Owens got his hands on on the uh, on the bolt cutters, got himself free, and tried to distract Randy Orton. But it backfired, and it resulted in Randy Orton getting the roll-up win. No, no! Also, Shane earlier announced that uh, at, during the opening segment that Zayn and Owens would fight Randy Orton and, an opponent, and a partner of his choosing at Clash of Champions. And during this attack on Orton, Nakamura came out and, you know, of course. Him out. And of course, these two are going to be the partners. And then came the most interesting part of the, this whole thing was we went backstage at Shane and uh, Brian watching the monitor, and Shane says that was the most. This is the most satisfying ending of a SmackDown since they started their run uh, controlling SmackDown. And Brian looks at him and goes, "So the punishment with them's over, right? You, you know, you got what you wanted. You, you, we could stop. You could stop doing this, right?" And Shane goes, "Oh no, I've just gotten started." 
Because now, the match at Clash of Champions, Shane's going to be the referee. And if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lose, they are fired not from not just from SmackDown, from but from all of WWE. Why? Because Shane's a fucking asshole. And Brian just is left like as Shane walks away, Brian just like is staring at him, staring off at him, like like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So yeah, the tension's building. Danny Bryan's gonna have to turn on Shane McMahon because Shane's. Being a fucking McMahon. And then Daniel Bryan will be the heel. Or will Shane be the heel? No. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know who's going to be the face and heel in this. And it's... I'm very interested to see where they go with it. I'm excited. Because I don't... I don't know... They could go one of two ways. Yeah, they could go one of two ways. But this is WWE. And what is more likely? Either way is interesting. You're... Is it interesting to have Shane be the the babyface? Because then we get to heal Brian for the first time in forever. Yeah, but I don't. Or we want get Daniel Bryan playing the authority Brian. again, which would be cool. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. But... It's too, either we get either way is interesting and unique and something new. With with for SmackDown because we haven't had the GM, the commissioner, competing against each other. Like you've had on Raw with Mick Foley and Kurt Angle. Yeah, but let me th- put it to you this way here, Owen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make for compelling television to watch your, the show of your, like the two people running your show fight about who has the the bigger show running dick. Like, Dan, Dan Bryan's got the biggest show running dick. Come on. You know, I don't, I don't mean to be crazy here. I don't mean to say things that are weird or anything, but. The focus of the wrestling show should be the fucking wrestlers, not the people well, running yeah, the show. Well, yeah, it's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They're the focus. As this just be. seems like a backdoor way to make the focus be Shane and Daniel Bryan. The focus has always been Shane. Did you not watch Survivor Series? It's always yes, been and that's about a problem. Shane. I'm. And that's a problem. I know. I in the same way that Raw always being about Stephanie and every and just being about making Stephanie look good is a problem. Yep. Well, either way, it, this is my show that I cover, and I'm ready for something different. So let's go. Smackdown. Oh, and let's talk about problems. SmackDown was good. Thumbs up. Let's talk about problems. Let's talk about NXT. Okay. NXT had problems this week. Yeah, their backstage interviewing style is weird. And their just promos that they did were weird. What was weird about the promo? Oh, you mean the opening promo? That opening promo was something. Yeah? Andrade Cian almost tried to talk. It didn't go very well. You speak Spanish. I'm confused because I could have sworn that that Andrade like could speak English okay. It, not, he could speak English, but not okay. It was never sounded good or convincing. Okay, that's why he got a mouthpiece. I was very surprised because I was very surprised by this promo. It's just like I was like, this doesn't even seem like he knows what he's saying. Oh, no, it's, like to me, it, it kind of reminded me of just like a fucking of the classic like Alberto like Pero little Juanito promos. No, th- this sounded like he knew what he was talking about because he's a fluent uh, Spanish speaker. 
It, it felt fine to me. It just it was a lot, it was a little too yelly. Was the problem? He was yelling too much and being too excited, and it just did not. And you know, being in a different language did not help. I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm judging people for their accents or anything like that, but I found this very hard to understand. Because it was in Spanish. But a lot of it was in English, was the thing. Ah. And a lot of it was also him just saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, because he's not good at the English part. But the Spanish part sounded good. Just, you don't, yeah. know, you just don't speak the language, that's the problem. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's fine, whatever. The Spanish part was fine. What, what, what a heel. Where's Zeb Coulter when you need him? Right. Just running Mex America. We the people. We the people. I don't know. It's Speaking of whatever. promos that weren't very good, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, can we just talk about the backstage, uh, these backstage things in general? Because this style is weird. So now they're doing it like they're uh, reporters interviewing them? Who are these people? Yeah, who are the reporters who? covering NXT like that? Why is that guy using a phone? He's got it. He needs to do his tape recording somehow. It's weird. And then why do some of the reporters have like NXT microphones? It's, ah, it's weird. I did definitely notice that when when the the iconic duo somehow managed to find the only NXT microphone in there. Yeah, it was really weird. But yeah, I I liked the uh, the Lars Sullivan interview because he's. He's a weird character now. He's not just like a, a you know a big scary monster. He's like actually like super intelligent and well spoken. He is. I just don't like the way he speaks. I think his voice sounds like weird. I think it's good because it's such a contrast to what you, to what you would expect. Also, I tried to count how many times he said the word Philadelphia in this segment, and I lost I lost track. He said a lot. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to that. It's my city. Yay. Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't know. Mar- Lars in the mic just isn't grabbing me. Still not grabbing me. He's great. I like him a lot, but eh, he's still not really doing it for me when he speaks. Yeah. I, I did like the, uh, the Ember Moon's one later. Yeah, the Ember Moon segment was good. I like I I like Ember Moon. She's I, very good. I, she's fine. I like the iconic duo much better. Well, I mean, the iconic duo is very good as well. Ah, oh, you finally admit it. Because you always like I, try to talk shit about the iconic duo, but finally you've admitted I, they're good. I've said that they should create a fucking women's tag team be- belt to give to them. I've been vocal about that. No, I think they should just split the uh, the one women's belt like like. No, it's the- okay. No, it's okay. Okay. That's what I think. But yeah, they set up a uh, a match between Ember Moon and Peyton Royce at the uh, the NXT episode. It's going to be uh, next week on USA Network. Also good at promos? Undisputed Era. Yeah, what was this promo about? Why, was, why, is, why are there so many cameras? There are a lot of cameras. They played their their NWO sound and theme song over the entire thing. As I said in the notes to you, this felt like a fucking NWO promo, except it was in color. It, yeah, it should have been black and white, and it should have been at a podium. And it sh- eh, maybe not the podium, but like... And then this message has been paid for by the Undisputed Error. Yeah. And have, like, the camera, like, only t- getting, you know, half of the frames. Yeah. 
I don't know if that was intentional or not. I think WCW just had weird budget issues. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah. They were hanging from this weird, like, metal structure. It was cool. Yeah, from the weird metal structure that they used to always interview people by. They found it somewhere. And like, hey, let's use It's like, hey, remember when this used to be our intro? Was it people standing around this metal thing? Now, now it's our own personal jungle gym. Shock the system, y'all. I like the Undisputed Era. Yeah, so did I. It was a really good promo. Hmm? I'm, I'm excited for that match next week. Yep. And that match in two weeks where, spoilers, they win the belts. The tag belts from Sanity, wow, that is rather. Wow, spoilers, dude. Oh, whatever. WWE themselves announced it on Facebook. That, that's true, they did. Also, I did a bad and I looked ahead at what the uh, the results of the Fatal 4-Way is. As did I, and I'm... Don't say what it is. I'm not going to say what it is at all. It's just that ending really surprises me. I'm very excited to see the end result in person. Yeah, me too. Hmm? I, I, you know what? There are very, it is hard to shock me anymore. That is a, that is an ending that I would consider shocking. Right. Indeed. Hey, let's talk about let's keep talking about things that weren't very good though. What? What wasn't very good on this episode of NXT? Let's talk about Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville. I like this. What? What? What, what did? It, what was wrong with this match? I thought it was pretty slow, and I thought that they told a bad story with it. The whole thing was based around. Ruby Riot getting her leg fucked up and that ankle lock in the beginning that lasted for fucking ever and okay yeah I'll give you that one then her leg didn't even fucking factor in anymore first of all she pulled the oh I'm fired up baby face whoops I don't feel anything anymore my leg's fine I'm gonna do fucking suicide dives and shit yeah, okay, Ruby Riot was the weak part of this, but I, I like... And then the match won. Like, it was a cool ending sequence. I like that, like, Sonya Deville waited for her to be, be tangled up in the ropes or coming in and then fucking hit her with that triangle choke, leg choke. Well, I thought that was a really head. cool ending. The kick in the head first was really good. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, it was a kick yeah, in the shoulder, but... Shh. Who's to the head? Just, just play but again, along. the fucking leg had nothing to do with the goddamn match. Why would they? What was the point of that whole thing? What, what's Ruby Ride's finisher? Does it involve her leg? Yeah, but it's not like they had a sequence where it's like, oh, I'm gonna kick you. Oh no, I can't do the kick. Or oh, I hurt myself too much. It was literally just, I just did a suicide dive and I'm fine. Oops, you kicked me in the face and then you choked me. Yeah. Uh, Zach Attack in the in the chat for people who like want to tune in live on Wednesday nights, he said that he thinks the no holds barred match should have had more weapon spots. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that would have made it more interesting. What I would have liked if they did if they went in that direction was if uh, Ruby Riot tried to use the weapons, but uh, Sonya Deville's MMA shit just like got through it and beat her up anyway. That'd be cool. Like my like my. Martial arts 
are my weapon. Fuck your kendo sticks. Hey, come on, man. As we all know from the great Steve Blackman, you can be both good at martial arts and kendo sticks. You know what? I'm, I'm, you're right. I apologize to Mr. Blackman. Come home, Steve Blackman. Oh, man. Man, I can't believe they didn't do that WWE Network show with him. Like, really going around have. and being a cop. I really should have. Or about No, he was a bounty hunter. That's right. Him being really a bounty hunter? Shit. Can we use our Patreon money and just, you know, get a camera crew to follow him anyway? Sure. There we go. I'll, I'll set that as a new Patreon goal. Then we'll, we'll, we'll make our own Steve Blackman show. So yeah, those are the things that were mediocre. Let's talk about one thing that was really confusing and two but, things but John, that were good. I do want to point out one thing, though, about the, this match. Did you, yeah. did you notice that the uh, the ring announcer announced that the finish, the winner was by triangle choke? Uh, leg triangle, please. Well, you know what I mean. That they didn't just say by submission, they, they actually announced what the move was. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was, was really like, cool. Wait, did someone... Wait, did he fuck up and and call a wrestling move? You know, Vince is going to be upset about that if he hears that. No, I thought that was such a cool touch. Like, you made it more authentic. I like. I'm it. not saying otherwise. I, I I liked it a lot. I'm saying, hope Vince McMahon didn't hear that. Nah, he doesn't pay attention to NXT. You know that. So, so like, have you seen any of the, the people who graduated from NXT, like, have anything to do with their old gimmicks? Owen? Yeah. Who's the Spade man? I don't know. David Spade? You, you should know. You're the person that has connects. I saw I saw an outline of the person. I don't know. What if it's Kurt Hawkins? That'd be really funny. Sure. Okay. Kurt Hawkins is back. Yeah. Why not? Who is the spade man? I don't know. Tell me, Internet, who is I the spade I, man? I don't know. Stop yelling at me. No. Trent Seven and Killian Dane had a match. A qualifier for that fatal four-way that they're going to do to determine the number one contender to uh, Cien Almas at TakeOver Philly. Excuse me. It's actually TakeOver Philadelphia. Thank you. I'm so, saying the short version. No, you're not allowed. I, you can't fucking stop me. They've not once on NXT TV have they said NXT TakeOver Philly. I don't care. You're not stopping me. It's NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Get it I right. don't care. I don't care. This I match care. was very good. This match was hossy as shit. They beat the fuck out of each other. I liked it. Killian Dane is super athletic. Killian Dane is really athletic. That fucking, like, ending combo where he hit, like, the forward slam into the senton and then, like, barely skipping a beat just went right into that Vader bomb. Well, I mean, like, did you not see him do a coast-to-coast at War Games? This yeah, guy I did. Is cra- this guy's crazy, and I love it. Of course I did. It's just this was a good reminder of, yeah, man, that wasn't just, like... Him doing a crazy one-off thing. He can do this shit regularly. Yeah, he's he should be pushed to the moon. And Chad Seven's also good, but what do they do with the UK division? Well, apparently the Tower Bait and the Pete Dunn are going to have a, a match for the title in a couple weeks. 
I bet it won't live up to the Chicago match. Yeah, I bet it won't. Yeah. But yeah, this match was great between Seven and uh, Killing Dane. Speaking of matches that won't live up to the Chicago match. What? The, the main event was fucking awesome. Wait, I, I don't get that transition. I just want to talk about the main event and how it was really fucking good. Okay, that, that transition made no sense. It made perfect sense. It was better than the Pete Dunn-Tyler Bate match in Chicago. Also, I need to quickly point out that the Zach attack in the chat just upset me. What'd he say? Actually take over Philly cheesesteak. No, it's WrestleMania cheesesteak. Please get it right. I think it's take over Philly cheesesteak. I think he's no. right. No, it's it's going to be WrestleMania cheesesteak. Because they don't have numbers anymore. Cassisono and Johnny Gargano had a match in fuck. Hey John, I I think that this main event is gonna make a late entry into our match of the year candidates. Goddamn right it is. This I I'm shocked to say that Cassisono is gonna be in a match of the year contender. I was wrong about this guy. He's really good. I told you! I've been telling you for years! John, just, now you've been telling me this year. He's, he's, he's been gone for a while. He was still really good! I'm gonna admit it now. Cassisono, he's pretty good. Cassisono's fucking great! And Johnny Gargano is possibly the best wrestler in the world. Hmm. I know that there's, the, there's a certain Omega Man that would disagree with that. Omega Man. Man, now... But... Shit, now I just want to see a Mega Man game with Kenny Omega fighting other uh, wrestlers and stealing their powers. Sure. He's Omega Man, and then he beats uh, the Rainmaker, and he's, he's Rain Man. You get it? No one makes me believe like Gian Gargano makes me believe. Yeah. He is... In every single way, he is the new Daniel Bryan. I, he's the king of near falls. He makes me feel so many things. Does he make you feel rock hard? Yes. Good. I'm man. I'm I'm man enough to admit it. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. All right. This <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, this match was great. <laughs> that was dead silence. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think about where we were going from there. And I just That's it for heel turn, everybody. No, we gotta keep talking about this match. I don't know what else there is to say. Oh Watch no, with that forearm across the ring. He fucking that was really good. Him. In slow motion, that looked great. Uh, everything, that fucking cyclone kick looked really good. Man, he got, he got kicked in the face so hard. That's the the springboard spear, man. That like, uh, that that, that springboard spear usually looks really good, but that springboard spear especially. But what about like, mm -hmm. you know, as we have said many times before, Cassius Ono is a big dude. It's going to be hard for someone like Johnny Gargano, small as he is, to really look like he can convincingly hit him in many ways. But that springboard spear looked like he legitimately fucking killed him. 
you know what really looked like he killed him was uh, Johnny Gargano doing that suicide dive into a spinning DDT onto the fucking ramp. Oh, that was so cool! He spiked the shit out of him into that ramp. He did! Because you can see him, like, he was, like, not selling. He was legitimately, like, out of my fucking head. Why? Why did you spike me into that steel? This is great. This match is incredible. If you want to see some strong style level shit, you should watch this match. It'll be on our match of the year list, most likely. God damn! Man, it was so good. Yeah, if, if you see anything on this week's NXT, make sure you watch the main event. It is well worth your time. Just be believe in Johnny Wrestling. See, now you're not even mad that Velveteen Dream got pulled out of the match. Who's apparently injured. To get Johnny Wrestling. I have no idea if Velveteen Dream's actually injured or not. Maybe they just I don't I, I have no explanation for why they would have announced him and then pull him out. Hopefully he'll be okay for a takeover. He's he's got about a month and about two months to recover. Should be fine. Yeah. But yeah. This XT was You know, I'm gonna say that XT was good just for the main event alone. And then next week on USA, we get Alistair Black and uh, Adam Cole, which, if they give them actual time, should be really, really good. Yeah. You got anything, John? Oh, uh, oh, it's a good show. Good show? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I, I have I have the most important news. What's up? They cast the wrong person as Detective Pikachu. It's not Danny DeVito? It's not Danny DeVito. Is it you? It's not me. Uh, do you actually not know who it is? No, give me give me a hint. Don't 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 make it too obvious. I'm gonna I'm, give me give me two hints. Comic book actor man. Comic book actor man. Marvel or DC? Here's your second hint. Both. Is it fucking Ben Affleck? No. Oh, the who's the other guys in both? Uh, is it J.K. Simmons? No. That would be amazing, though, wouldn't it? That actually would be really good if right? J.K. Simmons. All right, who is it? It's Ryan Reynolds. <sighs> yeah, right? I want J.K. Simmons now. Fuck, Fuck that, I just want goddamn fucking Danny DeVito. That's all I've ever wanted. They should cast him in the movie anyway, just to mess with people. Man, <sighs> that's a bummer. Why do you have to end the show on a bummer? Because wrestling is a bummer. No, wrestling and is so is Heel Turn, the wrestling podcast produced by ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool and not in any way depressing. Go to the website. It's a good website. We got things on the website that are fun. See, now, see, now you've upset the, the the guy in the chat now. He's he's also upset about the Ryan Reynolds stuff. Way to go, John. Because why would they do that? It's bad. I'm not happy. Why would they do that? But yeah, people should go to progressing.cool and also they should check out our Patreon. 
at uh, patreon.com slash PWC, where if you just donate a dollar a month, one dollar a month, you get the show notes for all our episodes of Heel Turn. And then there's other tiers for even better things to help us create dumb shit. John John's currently writing something for the highest tier person because we made mistakes. I regret everything. When do you think that'll be up? Uh, sometime next week. Okay, great. I will make sure the site is ready to handle this bullshit. And that, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC or on Twitter at The Heel Turn. And, of course, we stream this sucker live every Wednesday starting at 9 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash Ozone Online and apparently on YouTube. Just search ProWrestling.Cool on YouTube. I'm waiting for them to give us a, like a standard URL that we can use, but until then, just search it. You'll find it. And also you can find me on Twitter and other places on the internet, and I'm John GM. I'm on Twitter at the underscore ozone. I'm, I'm popular because Kevin Owens follows me. The best part is I don't follow him. <laughs> Alright then. I'm, I'm, I'm an asshole. But yeah, that's it. That's it for uh, that's it for heel turn. We will be back next week. And let me let me check the calendar real fast on this to make sure that I am correct in my assumption. I think I am. Where's hold on? Here's my calendar. I'm pulling it up. Yes, next week we we will have our Clash of Champions predictions. All right then. And also. Uh, we may record a bonus podcast for our Patreon subscribers. Won't we, John? Sure. All right, so yeah, make sure to check out for that, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Heel Turn. And until then... Y'all come back now, you hear? This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.